This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Welcome to I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and a work movement. We're on the air to help you understand that your workplace is your mission field and that the work you do each and every day is a gift from God, and God wants to join you in that work today. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and we have a show for you today. That's right, Jim. I am excited to be on the air today. It is a good day. It is the middle of the week. I mean, you know, I'm just thankful that we have listeners here um, listening and ready to hear some of the wisdom that we gain from today. And I just want to encourage you listeners to call in if you uh, to our listener line. We have a I Work For Him listener line at 866-713-9675. And maybe you listened to yesterday's show when we talked about a book that we were giving away. It is not too late. If you just hesitated because you thought, oh, I don't want to be that one person, you know, I don't want to be, whatever. Whatever your excuse is, get over it. Call the listener line, 866-713-9675, and leave us a message, and you just might get a copy of a book, and you also, we can engage and have a conversation. Yeah, we really want to hear from you in your hearts. As you think about how do you connect your faith and your work, we want to hear questions from you of things you'd like us to address on the first segment of the show, 866-713-9675. I'm amazed at how many people we run into on the streets, Martha, that love listening to the show, yet we can't get people to call in very often to the listener. Like, we need your help. If we're going to make this show awesome, we need you to call in, 866-713-9675. Martha just gave me the sideways look. Well, you know, he just sounded needy again. We need you. So uh, what I'd love okay, to know fine. is, do we you don't... want, it, if it were a text, would that be better? You're afraid to use your voice. Ooh. You know, if you want to email us, we've got our contact information out there. Um, just let us know what it is Can that would text... drive you to the they to can't that. text our listener line? No. All right, fine. Text me. Text my cell phone. 407-592-7358. 407-592-7358. Text me. Text me that question you'd like us to address. My cell phone number's on the website. Now it's out there in the air. 407-592-7358. Text to talk. I think they get it. Okay. Text. All right. So we've got a question that a listener wrote in today via email. When life throws you a curveball, how should we react? I was recently laid off from a position I held for over a decade, and I don't know what to do. I don't want to get another J-O-B. I want meaning and purpose in my work, and I want to work at a place where I'm appreciated. Does that place even exist? Wow. That's, That's a, there's a lot of there's stuff a, there. There's a lot of stuff. Well, we got the rest of the segment to talk about this. Okay. Uh, how would you re this is like anonymous no i don't even well, you know so one of the things i think of right Let's away call this person jill jill okay i don't really know because it, it was like just that's a, okay so let's jill think so many things w number one is looking at this maybe as an opportunity as opposed to a situation where you're you're yes it's devastating oh my goodness i can't imagine doing something for 10 years and then being laid off and we don't know if it was a a behavior thing or economic well, laid, off is, laid always, off is usually economic it, it, yep. or something like that so with that in mind do you want to keep 
do you do you have skills that you were using in that job that you want to use again or do you want to discover if there's another position so that's why i said look at it as an opportunity you know is this a time to be able to actually make a really good change right and and keep in mind that god's not surprised by this layoff he he knew this was coming and so a lot of times in times like this this is why Dave Ramsey always talks about the fact that we all need to have an emergency fund because this is one of those emergencies. And the whole idea is to have the fund so that it's not an emergency when you get laid off because everybody, when you get laid off, the last thing you want to do is go and find a job right away because you need to just regroup, take a few days off and just think because if you really don't want to just go get another J-O-B, then you really need to be mm, Q-U-I-E-T. So let's think about this. She did, Jill did not mention anything about finances. So let's just assume that that's not an issue. Okay. And it's really about... Way to go, Jill. Way to have your emergency fund. That it's really about, you know, I if I want to invest somewhere again in my career, I want to do it with intentionality. She says, I want to find meaning and purpose in my work. And I work at a place that... And also work at a place that appreciates her. So, you know, those are... And she says... Does that place even exist? So I would bet we have some listeners right now that are going, yep, I am blessed beyond belief because I actually work in a place that does appreciate me and gives me purpose and meaning. So way to go for them because that's, that is hard to find sometimes. Yeah, you know, I think we can learn a lesson from our son-in-law, Donnie, that we maybe could share with this group. As we talked when we were on vacation, family vacation in July, you know, Donnie had a job that was a phenomenal job that he loved for years and years and years. And then the ownership of the company changed and he no longer enjoyed his work mm-hmm. because of the culture that had shifted. Mm-hmm. And so he was just looking for a J-O-B just anywhere but where he was working. And he got one of those jobs. And it ended up being an N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. <laughs> We're spelling a lot today, everybody. That's, That's right. a nightmare for those of you that For those of you that can't spell. I mean, literally, he hated, he got this new job, and it was supposedly for one of those quote-unquote Christian companies, but they haven't been listening to I work for him, and so it wasn't a really healthy place. And so then but he then- said, I understand now how important culture is. Yeah. And so he went in search of a company where the culture was the primary factor and the job was secondary. He wanted to go to a place that appreciated people and had a reputation for appreciating people. And so, Jill, we just encourage you. And, and, and Donnie one. got that job. I was going to say, yeah. That. <clears throat> and, and, and it was, and he loves his job today. Yeah. Uh, which is just so, I haven't heard him say that in five or six years. Mm-hmm. So, Jill, when you're looking for your job, really pray about it. The Holy Spirit of God can guide and direct you to where you go. Make sure people make sure your LinkedIn profile is up to date. Then people know that you're looking for work. Make sure the people on Facebook, that your friends know that you're looking for work. On Instagram, post a little picture that says, Hey, I'm looking for work. This is what I'm looking for. I mean, let people know who Jill is and what kind of work you're looking for. But honestly, go if you're in Tampa Bay, there's a ton of uh, companies, business trees we've interviewed here. Maybe we know somebody that can that is looking for somebody with your skills. Connect with us on LinkedIn. But God has a solution for you, and he wants you to thrive and flourish in your work. So, I mean, take some time for this. Mm-hmm. Do this in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But I think she's asking some really great questions and that she really wants this to to be a great decision. And so way to go with that, Jill. Seek wise counsel. Um, from those around you. And there are even resources, Jim, for people that are looking at, you know, what do I know how to do 
that I'm, maybe I'm not utilizing it in my current position, what would a different position look like? So um, I think really a big key there, Jim, is the whole idea again about LinkedIn and uh, making sure that you're up to date. And then you can even see, seek out some of those uh, organizations that will help you to refine and define what it is that you want to well, do. And we interviewed a guy in Colorado, Christian Hawkins, who had a ministry of helping people figure out what their career purpose was. But you, Jill, you mentioned, you, you said, I want purpose and meaning in my work or meaning and purpose in my work. You need to first understand who you are. So maybe a, not just a spiritual giftings test, but identityanddestiny.com would be a great place. Mm. Get that book and really figure out who did God create you to be? What did he create you to be doing? In order to really find a job that's a great fit for you, you need to know who you are. Uh, so that would be something that I would um, really encourage you to do is just find out who you are. And if you, don't, if you can't figure this out and you're running out of time, ask your friends, what do you think I'm really good at? Mm-hmm. And then shut up because that's what I have a hard time doing. The shutting up part. The shutting up part. <laughs> and listen to people uh, about, uh, you know, who you are. Who did God create you to be? In your small group at church, ask them. Uh, and really get some help. Get You know, ask your peers. Ask your elders. People that look up to you. You know, I also just want to say too, Jim, not to limit yourself to just like Christian ministries and organizations for your employment. Because I know a lot of people, they think, I just want to go work in a church. And not that that's bad, because the church needs great workers as well and really skilled in the areas of that you might be skilled in. But don't limit yourself, because there's a lot of great organizations and companies that are owned or run or managed, or they need Jesus. You don't, you know, don't limit yourself to think I only want to work under somebody who already follows Jesus, but could be a Christ follower. All right. So, Joel, thank you for your questions. They're great questions. So many people are dealing with that issue all the time. Uh, And so just be patient and pray. Take some time to fast and pray. Thanks for for leaving in that message. Uh, That's right. Via email. All right. You're listening to I Work For Him as we broadcast to you in order to encourage you to connect your, your work and your mission field. How about this, your faith and your work into a mission field? How about the fact that your workplace is a mission field? And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers, our employees may ever meet. The job that you hold, the work that you do, the people that you work with, none of that is by chance. God doesn't do that. The people that you work with, they need to meet Jesus, and you may be their only chance. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and we're so grateful you've tuned in this afternoon. Martha, why don't we just tell people how they can connect with us on social media? Well, you know, um, we have been blessed to be able to really all of our the platforms that we're on. We are just I work the number four him all one word. I work for him. And then a couple places it's radio afterwards or things like that. But you will find us if you go out there, whatever your favorite platform is. And um, hopefully we're doing some getting some information out there too. And because Jim, it's really not so much about um, how many followers and, and whatever. It's just getting them the information of the shows that we've captured, sharing that in many different ways. Because we know not everybody can turn the dial in the car at a certain time of day to a certain station in a certain city. So um, check us out, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music, you you name it, hopefully we're there. So we just want to know that our listeners are getting the information they need. That's right. Hey, when life throws you a lemon, what do you do with it? Make a glass of lemonade? But what about if life throws you a box of lemons? Do you start a produce company? <laughs> 
So often when we get the proverbial life or career curveball, we get lost and confused, and sometimes we get angry because we, because we liked comfortable and we liked predictable. Today we get to hear from Stephanie Winslow from St. Louis, Missouri. She's an executive, and she had a box of lemons thrown her way. Let's find out what she did with them. Stephanie, welcome to I Work For Him. Hello there. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. We are excited to hear your story. So why don't you start us off? Tell us, tell us a little bit about your Jesus story. <laughs> uh, my Jesus story. Um, well, I grew up in a church, actually, and um, so I've, I've known him my whole life. But it really hasn't been until the last three to five years that Jesus has become more front and center for me. And it was really through a time in my business and my personal family life um, where, like you mentioned, I was handed a box of, of lemons. Um, I have a family member who was struggling with addiction, and um, I was the president of a company and working 70, 80 hours a week, um, not not being a good mom to my family, and um, I was got to the end of myself, and when I was, you know, was finally there and just gave up and said, God, I cannot do this anymore. Um, you've got to do something. You've got to help me. Uh, he, he did. He met me right there. Um, and he started to woo me to himself. Um, and it was through scripture. It was through my community of women at my church, um, who, um, really just stood around me and prayed over me, uh, encouraged me. And absolutely through the word um, and, and prayer, that my life transformed, um, and God stopped being Christ stopped being the thing that I would reach out to when it was convenient for me, um, and He became my everything. It's, I'm a truly different um, mom, business person, wife today um, than I was even a few years ago. You know, when we first had our conversation, it was almost a year ago. It was at the beginning of this year. It seems like a year ago, but it was only in January. You shared how you, you had to make some tough choices um, because you realized you were working too much and your family was suffering. You quit that You quit that high-powered job, didn't you? I did, yes. Um, I really felt God calling me out of um, of working in, in a business world and being in charge, being the lady. And what was... Probably the most challenging was that was my identity. Um, it, I was the president, and I really took a lot of pride in that role and that job and all that I accomplished, quote unquote. <laughs> you know, just from a business perspective, um, and I was I was content there because it was me doing all these things. And um, when God called me out, I just I didn't know who I was without this title. I didn't know who I was without, um, you know, having a, a position. And so when I when you said no and sold the business, um, or when when I said no to the work world and we sold our business, um, it was really difficult. Um, and I had uh, God <laughs> at the time I was serious about it, not just not having opportunities coming my way like I thought I would in terms of work. But God really used that time to heal me and to heal my spirit and to heal my heart um, and definitely reshaped my thinking and showed me that my identity is not found in the things that I do, but it is found um, 
in him. And he really called me out from being a producer to being a servant. And that is now how I live my life as more of a servant. How can I serve people, whether it's in business or in my family, as opposed to producing something? So tell us a little bit about that, that process of learning that difference between, you know, being a producer to being a server and God really transforming you and showing you more about your identity. What, tell us about that. I mean, did you just wake up one day and have all this revelation or how did he reveal that to you? Um, really when, um, when we sold and I, I had time, um, it was really, I think about three or four months where I had nothing to do. And, and I remember saying to my husband, you know, I, I am a nothing. I, I don't have a job. I don't have a position. I am nothing. And it was really through that outcry of my heart and my spirit that, um, just, you know, <laughs> time on my face. Um, God has really shown me, for me personally, that the posture of, of kneeling, of being on the ground, on my face in prayer before Him, is where He shows me and reminds me of His sovereignty, hmm. and that I am not in charge, but it, um, just giving myself daily. And um, I, the practice of a quiet time was not something that I was doing prior to all of this. Um, you know, I read my Bible and whatnot, but I did not make it a daily habit. Mm. <laughs> so, Stephanie, God used that, that that transition time to take you into really doing a a, a Romans twelve two kind of par- paradigm shift. You know, stop copying the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You're a new thinker today. You, you, God has moved you into a different spot. What does what God have you doing today? Today, um, He has me writing, and so that's one thing that came out of that quiet time. Um, just with me and God over months, was that he called me to start writing. Um, my book, is Sent to Hope, came out of that, which is really my personal testimony of how God used addiction in our family to reveal to me the addiction that I had to control. And um, so now he is constantly opening doors for me to write. And um, my business is called Blind Spot Consultants, and so that blind spot is really the place where he's calling me to is, is to illuminate blind spots for people of faith who um, are really kind of complacent in our, our walk and recognizing that we could do so much more. God could do so much more in and through us if only we would make him a priority. Hmm. And so... So you've written this book, Ascent to Hope, AscentToHope.com. Is that where they can get a copy of your book, or is it on Amazon? How do people get a copy of your book, Stephanie? Yes, both. Um, I have a website, AscentToHope.com, and you can actually, I have a blog there as well if you want to subscribe to my blog. And then um, my books are sold on Amazon as well. But um, if you want to go to my website and subscribe to my email list, like I said, you can also buy my book there. I do sell packages of books if you want to use it um, as a part of your small group. 
And I know um, we'll delve then, into your book a little bit more when we come back, but tell people if they wanted to subscribe to your blog, what what, what are they going to learn? What is it going to be about? The blog is a weekly um, email that I send out or post on social media, and it is really um, about what God is teaching me um, and that he's showing, um, highlighting different areas. So just in this last week, my blog was about um, base camp faith and how we make this decision for Christ, and we think, okay, you know, I did it. I'm, I made the decision, and then oftentimes settle for that and um, forget that we're just at the base camp. We had to make the climb, make the decision to base camp, but it's really there's still a whole ascent toward the hmm, summit. Absolutely. And continuing. Stephanie, just a, a question. So you, you, how many kids do you have? How many kids do I have? Yeah, how many? I have two, two girls. You have two, two girls. How old are they? They are 10 and 7. Okay, so here's a question for you. So you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a mom, you're an executive, you used to be an executive working 80 hours a week. How are you training up your young ladies, 7 and 10 years old, to make sure that they see their value in themselves and not in their work, the addiction that you had? How are you making sure that, how are you trying to help them to understand so they don't make the same mistake when they become successful executives 10, 15 years from now? Great question. Um, one of the things I, I think is my priorities are different. So before they weren't um, a much of a priority, they were kind of, and that sounds horrible to say, but um, you know, when you're working that much, your kids feel it. They know that they're not your priority. And so I've had to uh, really be mindful and constantly take an inventory of what is it that I'm saying yes to recognizing that no is one of the most powerful words that I have and can employ and um, and letting them see that too that when when we're planning out what their school year will look like they're limited on the amount of activities that we let them participate in um, because rest and taking Sabbath that's important um, we also start our mornings every morning um, before we leave for school with a devotional and prayer time and that is something that has transformed how our mornings go <laughs> from, you know, yelling and trying to get out the door and grab a lunchbox and we've got to go and all that craziness that happens. Um, it really just sets the stage for what's important for today. Um, and we just have a, you know, a schedule just like anything else at, at um, eight o'clock before we walk out the door or we meet at the kitchen table Um and we have a few really good resources that we like to use, but um, it's it's really that, um, being mindful and intentional with them in their time and their own personal journey with God, but then also letting them see me in my personal journey and um, letting them see me in my quiet time, letting them see me journaling and taking taking Sabbath rest and all these things and, and, and even fasting. Why you know why are you fasting, Mom? And it's helping them to learn biblical principles um, from this young age. Um, so our life looks remarkably different than it did um, a few years ago. You know, and I love, thank you for being so transparent and sharing that, because I think for a lot of us, we're just trying to see that, 
get a glimpse into what that might look like in our own homes and what can we do differently. And obviously your girls saw the dramatic shift and you, you know that they are feeling the, the sense of priority in your life differently today than they did in the past. And so, you know, Jim, I think when you were asking the question, you know, a lot of times it doesn't mean necessarily, let's sit down and I'm going to tell you how I'm, I'm changing and what I'm going to do. It's working, walking it out and being real and just showing them and, and maybe <laughs> using words. Screw-ups. You know, maybe using words and being really real and honest about it, but also proving it, you know, by just your actions and how you're living it out. So thank you for sharing. It was it was one of those tough questions. I didn't tell you I was going to ask that question, Uh but I just really felt like, Stephanie, you've walked some tough spots and you got some kids that are watching you and 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 the moms and dads listening today uh, and the grandparents listening today, they're they're thinking you know what? I'm in such a rut. I, I, my kids are, there's just no help in my kids because I've just shown them the wrong things, but it's not true. Uh, our kids can right. learn from us if we're willing to be transparent and vulnerable. There's just no question about that. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I want to get to some serious heart issues and, and, and stuff that you deal with every day at Ascent to Hope and Blindspot Consultants. Can, can we ask some questions about what you do on a day-to-day basis? Sure. Yeah. And uh, actually, I want to say one more thing about the kids and uh, if that's all right. Okay. <laughs> Just that uh, how much um, apologizing has transformed our family, too. <laughs> and the kids hearing the parent say, I'm sorry, and my behavior was out of line. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I, I went overboard or I shouted when I, I should have been able to control my temper. And letting them see that we're fallible. Um, gives them the grace and the, the space to also recognize that their work's in progress. Um, so anyway, sorry to interrupt you. No, not, this is a show about your story. It's fantastic. As we talked with Stephanie Winslow out of St. Louis, Missouri, we're super excited that you just get to hear the transparency. I mean, that's really, that's why we're on the air on iWorkRim. Mm-hmm. We want you guys to hear how's Jesus working in the lives of people all across this country, especially as it relates to their faith and their work. And being a mom is a heck of a job. Being a wife is a heck of a job, I know, because men are difficult. And, <laughs> and, and then on top of that, being an executive, and you've got some incredible wisdom. Uh, you know, you, you've, you fought that dog-eat-dog world. You, you were wearing the milk bone underwear for some time there, and, and it, was, <laughs> it, was a, it was difficult, and you had to walk away from what many would call the dream successful career. But how do you how do you combat the nonsense that says exhibiting faith in the workplace will limit my climb up the ladder? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think it's it's so tempting to buy into the society's norms, and we you know I think we all do it. It's just how much am I going to let that dictate and control my behavior? And um, for me personally, I recognized that I, it, life is about a climb. It's just what are you climbing and what are you climbing toward? And I found that the ladder is rickety and it will fall over. <laughs> mm. And, you know, there is no, there's no um, guarantee that this climb up the corporate ladder, it could, it could end tomorrow because nothing is guaranteed but if i choose to set foot on you know there's so many verses and references in scripture about ascending the hill of the lord and um 
know, where our help comes from, keep putting our eyes there. And so now I, I understand that it's the mountain toward Christ that I want to ascend on. And if I choose to make him the priority, if I choose to make my faith the priority, and I am unashamedly um, pursuing after him, then he will order my steps. He will make the ground below me um, steady and secure. Um, and one of my favorite verses, too, is um, from Habakkuk, where he talks about that he'll give you feet like the feet of the deer to climb on mountain heights. So business is tricky, and it takes agility, and it takes you know the ability to, to kind of pivot and move quickly. Um, but God will equip us to do that if he's called us there. But again, it's where are we placing our trust? Is it in that rickety ladder that could topple over? Or is it in the, the foundation of the mountain of Christ? <laughs> yeah, there's that there's that uh, um, story of the guy that climbs the ladder, gets to the top of the ladder, and realizes, oh, I was on the wrong <laughs> one. I, I mean, have you ever? I mean, have you ever felt that? I mean, you get to the top of the ladder, and you're you're like, wow, I just wasted my time. I, I I'm at the top, but there's nobody here. <laughs> That's right. That's hilarious. <laughs> So at Blind Spot Consultants, you're out there trying to help people see their blind spots, which is really a, a, a big issue in business. Um, how, how, what do you, what do you, is there a standard blind spot that you see that most people really can't see in themselves? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. I think that in, in business world, blind spots tend to be around um, people staff um, that we kind of tend to have favorites and um, see that person that's, you know, maybe we've invested a lot of time and energy into, but they're still not producing the way that we need them to, or there's, there's just a lot of gaps around training and developing people. Um, or we take a supervisor who's, uh, or a person who's a good operator and make them a supervisor and don't do training that's appropriate, and I wonder why that person isn't successful. Um, you know, a lot of things revolving around people um, tend to be the blind spots that I think are most hindering um, of forward momentum and growth. Um, but it's interesting, too, because I think that one of the biggest blind spots that we as believers have is this idea that my faith and my work are separate. That when I go to work, I'm I'm me, and when I come home or go to church on Sunday, then then that's when I can engage my faith. Um, but God calls us to be in the world, but not of the world. And so, as I walk into to my workplace, um, I'm not just Stephanie, the consultant. I'm Stephanie, daughter of Christ, who happens to be living out her work, being the hands and feet of God as a consultant. And that, to me, is a totally different outlook. So how do you teach that to the people that you're consulting? Um, really quick, in, in 45 seconds or so, how are you showing them um, that differentiation? Uh, leading by example implementing prayer um, as a part of staff meetings and whatnot, and and really just encouraging them to not be ashamed of their faith. Um, 
into and that it's really a, a power source for them um, in terms of having creativity and ideas and hmm. solutions that they haven't really tapped into. <laughs> That's such a good word. The our unfair advantage. Stephanie Winslow, we're so grateful to have you on today. You're listening to our work for him radio show, and we have been talking with Stephanie Winslow out of St. Louis, Missouri. Her organization, she's got a couple of them, AscentToHope.com, AscentToHope.com. If you want to get a daily or a weekly blog from her or get a copy of her of Stephanie Winslow's book, Ascent to Hope, you can get it online at AscentToHope.com or call the listener line today. Get a free copy, 866 But on AscentToHope.com, you can also sign up for Stephanie's weekly blog, and I do, and it's always inspiring. You can also check her out at Blindspot Consultants. What's the website for that, Stephanie, Blindspot Consultants? It is BlindspotConsultants.com. Oh, simple one. Okay, I like that. to the point. (laughs) So, Stephanie, you were talking in this whole transition of how God really got your attention and um, you've made some pretty radical personal changes in your life. Um, you use the word, you weren't really in the practice of quiet time. And I really want our listeners to learn more about that because um, you have some pretty, um, you're pretty passionate about that conversation. So tell our listeners what you think, um, why, why is quiet time so important and, and um, how maybe they could get started. Yeah, sure. Um, so there was, uh, you know, most of my life, I I grew up in church, but I was not a active participant in quiet time. So there was always something that I would allow to be my excuse for why I wasn't spending time in the Word daily and in prayer daily. And I think what I mentioned in the um, conversation before, just that I got really desperate, and um, that desperation led to me hungering for more of God. And um, so it was it was through that time that I started the practice um, and happened to see the movie War Room at the same time. And mm. so my closet has kind of become my own war room, um, and there's, you know, from Scripture on, on the walls, on index cards, but... Um, it's just a place, this little mini sanctuary for me that I get can go and be quiet and um, uninterrupted. But I used to make excuses all the time about other things and why they were more important. And so someone once said to me that um, you prioritize what's most important to you. And it hit me um, that... I hadn't prioritized my quiet time or God because he really wasn't that important to me. And um, I was a believer, I had, you know, mm-hmm. but just that relationship and recognizing what I was missing out on. And also, someone told me once that, you know, God is not upset with you when you don't spend time with him. He's just there, like a friend waiting at a coffee shop for you to show up. (laughs) And he's there when you're ready to meet him. Um, And that kind of took the pressure off and, you know, that maybe feeling of guilt, like, oh gosh, you know, why haven't I been doing this? But God is not trying to make us feel guilty about not spending time with him. He loves us so much and wants us to spend time with him because he knows 
what we are missing out on. And it's, um, for me now, it's, it's a hunger. It, if I, if I don't have the opportunity for some reason, my, you know, morning is weird or out of my normal routine, I feel it. I feel it in my spirit that I, I haven't been recentered or refocused. Um, and, but when I get back in the word, it's just kind of like that compass, you know, I get, get right back right. to find, find my true north. So for those of us who would really like to avoid getting to the end of our rope before we have that experience, kind of like you did, you know, where you were so desperate for it that, you know, God's like, hello, here I am, spend time with me. Um, what are some, what are some suggestions or some tips for our listeners to say, you know, we just are, we are hungry for more. Um, where should they start? Well, I really started with um, a devotion book and just a short devotion book. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of this Jesus Calling Sarah Young mm-hmm. book. I started with that one, um, and it, you know you can read it and look at the scriptures, and it maybe takes ten minutes. But for me, it's it's the practice and, and the discipline of doing it and recognizing that God honors obedience and God honors discipline. And so when I made him a priority and I said, yes, God, I'm going to start my days with you, he has blessed that so many times over. Um, and I think you'll find that too. And um, But again, like, it shouldn't be a, a pressure thing. You know, it shouldn't feel like, oh, no, you know, I missed a day or, or whatever. It should be something that we enjoy. It should be um, a delight for us to sit down and spend time with God. And if we put pressure on ourselves to do it and then um, put shame mm-hmm. on ourselves when we miss, then it's not going to produce the kind of fruit that it could if we just recognize it's an open invitation and God mm. is just sitting there waiting. That um, is such a great... Um, perspective to have. So I want our listeners to know we are talking with Stephanie Winslow, and you can sign up for her blog, hear more of what God's doing in her heart by going to AscentToHope.com. She also has a book by that same title, and she's giving away a copy on our listener line today, 866-713-9675. So Stephanie, you have a a little project you're working on that might even help people with this that's going to be out soon. Tell us about what you've been working on. Yes, I have um, actually a, a couple of devotion books that are in editing right now. Um, one of them is called Ascent to Know Him. It's going to be a part of the Ascent to series, mm-hmm. um, but it is an eight-week devotional, um, and it really breaks down scripture and helps you um, pray scripture. I think that's also something that is transformative is when we use God's words as our prayers. Um, there's power in that. Um, and so that devotion book um, will be coming out in September, maybe October. Um, we're still working on all the, the timelines, but it'll be coming out soon. And Excellent. And then um, there's also another one called um, From the Shop Floor to the Boardroom, and that one is a specific devotional for business people. And it also is an eight-week study, but quick. Wow. Um, I like that one. Shop Room 
Probably. From the shop floor to the boardrooms, from the shop floor, I, 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 all those titles. If people just keep in touch with you on AscentToHope.com, they'll find out when those get released, right? Yeah, sure. That's okay. True. All right. So here, what? Who? Who is? Or what is the greatest source of encouragement for you to live out your faith in your work on a daily basis? I mean, let's let's say outside of your devotions, because we know that God really is your greatest source of encouragement. But outside of that, I mean, who do you go to for as a resource? Or what do you go to as a resource? God has been um, so good to me in terms of creating a community for me. Um, here in St. Louis, there are growing opportunities for women, especially in business, um, to live out their faith. Um, and I was just with one woman this morning, Lisa Nichols, who is the CEO of Technology Partners here in St. Louis, and, and she is um, unashamedly vocal about her faith, but um, is doing amazing things in the tech field. She's a person I look toward um, as kind of that lamppost. Uh, but then friends, I have some really great friends um, from church and just in my community who are constantly spurring me on, spurring, um, I'm spurring them on, you know, their, their businesses. It tends to be, you know, birds of a feather, I guess, but women who are also doing their own businesses um, are the ones that I tend to mm-hmm. look to and lean on it's so good to have people around you that can feed into you, that know you well enough to call you out when you're being stupid, encourage you when you see that you're being down. But those accountability people and then those friends, uh, it's so important that as, as we had one guest say many, many years ago, and I've never forgotten it, everybody needs a Paul in their life. Everybody needs a Barnabas in their life and everybody needs a Timothy in their life. So, you know, in, in your case, everybody might need a Pauline in their life, a, a Barbara in their life, and a Tina in their life, but whatever it may be. Um, but it's it's so important. Stephanie Winslow, we're so grateful that you've been on iWorkForHim.com. I work for him today, the I Work For Him radio show that people can check out online, iWorkForHim.com. But you've got these. You've got a book out there already, AscentToHope.com. We want to give away a copy today, 866-713-9675. But thanks for sharing your life with our listeners today, Stephanie. It was just fun to be able to hear it. And just we're grateful for your authenticity mm-hmm. and your transparency. Thank you, Stephanie Winslow. Thank you, Jim and Martha. Make sure you check out Stephanie online, AscentToHope.com. And maybe you need a blind spot consultant, BlindSpotConsultants.com. And look for the future. Ascent to Know Him coming out in September and from the shop floor to the boardroom sometime later. You're listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's definitely our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.